Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the School District Podcast, where I just have awesome conversations with superintendents and principals and instructional technology coordinators and just kind of everybody in a school district. And uh, we're creeping up on episode 100 of the podcast. I have a super special guest planned for that episode, which I'm excited about. Hey, real quick, if you uh, at your school district or your school or your ed tech conference are looking for some professional development or a speaker, hey, hit me up um, and let's start the conversation. I've done over 275 keynotes all across the country the last five years. I just did the uh, Georgia Ed Tech Conference. It's the largest uh, education, education technology conference in the state of Georgia, uh, two days down in Atlanta. It was awesome. Uh, kickoff convocation keynotes, August 2022 is getting busy and filling up, but also those mid-year professional development days. I also got a bunch of uh, state principal conferences booked. So if you're looking for some... Uh, for some high energy, uh, fun, just really applicable ideas that you can take and implement in your school or your classroom, just simple, simple steps to uh, help make change in your building and in your district. Uh, hit me up, adamwelcome at gmail.com or mradamwelcome.com. You, uh, you can reach me that way. Today on the show, I have three guests. I don't think I've had three guests before on the podcast. I was in York, South Carolina last summer, August 2021, doing their kickoff convocation. And I just met so many amazing people at that day. I've already interviewed one of their district office uh, leaders, Latoya Dixon, that's episode 82, and also their school resource officer uh, from York Police Department, Sergeant Pierre King. That's episode 84, if you want to go back and check those out. And today I have Tim Cooper, who is the coordinator of technology integration for grades K through six. I have Becky Funderburk, who's the coordinator of tech integration for grade seven, 12, and also April Almer, who is the district instructional facilitator. And I really wanted all three of them on together because education and I mean, work and life is not done in isolation. It's done on teams. And I really wanted to talk about how they do their work, you know, what they do, how they communicate, how they kind of download to each other what they're doing day in, day out, just so they can help support each other. And obviously the teachers and the students in the school district. So super fun podcast, some really great ideas that I think you're going to like and hopefully be able to, uh, to learn from. So this is episode, oh my gosh, episode 96. We are creeping up on 100. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. What's up, everybody? Hey, I am so glad. I have three guests on the show today, and it's kind of unique. Sometimes I know my guests like firsthand. I've hung out with them. Most cases I haven't. I've been connected through social media or Twitter. Well, these three people today I've actually hung out with 
in York, South Carolina. And I put a tweet out that got like 350 responses looking for instructional coaches and the amazing superintendent, Dr. Kelly Cox of York uh, One School District recommended these three instructional technology facilitators, coordinators. We got a little bit of a, of a mumbo jumbo of titles, but they all just support teachers and instruction and, and ed tech. I got Tim Cooper, April Almer, and Becky Funderburk on the show. Tim, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do. Just kind of give us a brief background on, uh, on what you do in York. Yeah, Adam, I'm Tim Cooper. I am currently an instructional technology uh, coordinator here for grades K through six in York School District One. I also um, help coordinate uh, communications for the school district. Um, I'm a classroom teacher by training. I, I taught seventh grade social studies for eight years and always did a lot with technology when I taught and um, saw an opportunity to go help teachers and, and in turn impact more students um, along the way. And so I've been doing that now for nearly 15 years. Oh my gosh. Well, hey, everybody should go follow Tim um, on Twitter at tcooper185. Uh, Becky, introduce yourself and tell us who you are. Hi, I'm Becky Funderburk. I'm the coordinator of technology integration uh, for grades seven through 12, um, supporting teachers in those grade levels um, with the integration of technology, but being very balanced with that. Um, that technology only makes sense when it makes sense that we don't have to force that into the lessons. Um, so how can we leverage that to meet students' needs? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Everybody go follow April at April underscore Almer, A-U-L-M-E-R. Sorry, that's April. No. Becky, <laughs> April, we're going to get to you. See, this is like the problem when I interview multiple guests on the same at the same time. Go follow Becky at Becky Funderburk, F-U-N-D-E-R-B-U-R-K. It's all going to be in the show notes. April, you can introduce yourself as long as you want, because now we are talking about you and introduce yourself and uh, tell everybody, tell everybody what you do. Okay. So just so everybody knows before the show, April was like, okay, Adam, if there's like messes, uh, if people mess up or whatever, are you going to go edit it? And I'm like, this is like episode 98. I've only had to edit one episode. I just up and I'm not even, I'm not even going to edit. We just roll with it here on the podcast because that's real life. April, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. Hey, Adam. Um, I am April Almer. I am the district instructional facilitator for York One. Um, and basically, I do the same thing Becky does. I support the teachers. It's whatever they need, whatever they tell me they want. If they want to sit down and plan out a week's worth of lessons, if they want to talk about classroom management strategies, if they want me to co-teach, I'm, I'm just here to help. Um, I'm kind of like what Tim said, you know, I've been in education so many years I've stopped counting because it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, no matter what I've done, teach, assistant principal, principal, it all comes back to, I want to help, right? So whether it's helping the student, whether it's helping the teacher, that's what I'm here for. So um, I do a lot of classroom walkthroughs or attending PLC meetings. And no matter what, I, every time I'm in a room, I just find myself gravitating towards that student or having a follow-up combo with the teacher um, about things and just keep reminding I'm here to help and support. If you need something, just shout out. Yeah, hundred percent. So I, I want to get to like what you really do because I've been a teacher 
And then I was uh, in California, we call them teachers on special assignment, uh, where I was, which is basically like an instructional coach. And when I got that job, I did it for one year before I became a vice principal and then went on to be a principal. I mean, a teacher on special assignment is kind of like, okay, here, Adam, I got something for you to do. And then I went to the district office level after I was a principal and I was the director of innovation. And you think you know what you're going to do and a title is just a title. And every day I would wake up and I would say, okay, this is what I want to do today. And this is how I'm going to help impact kids and support teachers and liaise with parents and other principals and, and really like be like the connector of teachers getting resources and ideas. And like you said, meeting with teachers and facilitating and running, running a, a, a cycle of coaching. So, you know, Tim, what do you really do like every day? And I know it's different and I know York has overarching goals and initiatives and a strategic plan or whatever the heck we want to call it. And I know every day is different, but 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 what do you like? What do you do every day? Like, okay, I'm gonna go do this because um, I really want the listeners to go. Okay, like I have that same title, or my title's similar, or I don't even care what your title is because we're all here to support teachers and kids. But oh yeah, like I can actually add that, or I can I can do that, or hey, that's not in my quote unquote job description, but that sounds really cool, and that's gonna make an impact in our schools. So Tim, like, what do you really do every day? Uh, so I live off my calendar. That's for sure. I, I think a lot of us do <laughs> and, we and what do. we do. You know, you, you mentioned all of those different pieces. And I think, you know, just like a classroom teacher juggling, you know, all sorts of different plates between students and parents and their, their colleagues and whatnot. You know, we, we do that here at this level too. Um, I, I like to solve problems. Um, I, I like to, and I spend a lot of time um, helping to solve problems uh, generally at scale, you know, you want to make sure that what you're doing is going to impact a large number of people. Um, and it begins with that one who you're trying to solve the problem for, but there's, it's going to impact a whole lot of people. And so you're trying to make things work, make things better, make things efficient, um, make things effective, um, for lots of people. And so, you know, as we work with, and we coach with individual teachers or, or teams of teachers, We've got to remember that we're then impacting a, a, a hundred plus students in some cases um, for each of those teachers that we're working with. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I sit there and I, I, I think back to conversations that I've had with other teachers or school admins and, and things that they need to improve or some weak areas that they're seeing with students and and help them figure out how to how to solve some of those problems. Yeah. So Tim, you've been in this job for quite a few years and yeah. uh, April, April and Becky, they're in their first year of first their year in district, position, sure. which is exciting. And, you know, this year I would say is probably better than last year to start something new with just everything <laughs> that our, that our world has gone through. Tim, what do you wish you knew five, 10, 15 years ago when you started um, that you could tell Becky in April, but also everybody else out there that is in a brand new you know, type of position like this when they're no longer site-based and they're working with a 712 group or a K6 or some districts are so small, you know, like, hey, you're the, you're the person for K-12. What, what advice would you give to, to your counterparts across the desk from you, but everybody else out there um, on just maybe how to approach the job, you know, balance, um, any, anything, go ahead. What, what would it be? So I think I'd do, uh, I think I'd say two things. One, um, is to, to pay attention to the big picture. 
you know, at, at the level where, where we are, where we're working across multiple schools and across an entire system, we got to remember that the things that we do um, and the things that we're trying to make happen um, need some consistency across those different schools. Um, and so seeing that big picture and seeing how things can scale, you know, in my case, from my kindergarten through my sixth grade classes, and then also how that's going to begin to impact the schools that, that Becky uh, serves as well at her place, and then April across the board there. And then I think the other thing that I would uh, say, and I say this a lot in, in things that we do, um, is that we're playing a long game. You know, we, yes, we are impacting something that's happening today in some cases, but we also need to keep in mind you know, what is this going to look like in three years? Um, and what do we need to put in place today and this month and, and this year to get us where we want to be in three years? Um, and so always keep in mind where you want to get to long term. Some days it's literally just trying to get through your calendar and get through a to-do list. Um, but remembering that those things that we're, those things we're trying to check off are going to probably come back to us again uh, either the next school year at that point in time or just simply next week. And we want to make sure that we're playing that long game on, on how those things can uh, work best for everybody. Yeah, hundred percent. I love that mindset and that framework of scaling because it's no longer just you and your classroom and your students and Hey, this works for right here, but does it work times a hundred or, you know, some districts with 300 and 500,000 students, it's got to be able to got to be able to scale up. Um, April, what's been the most challenging part of this new role for you, former teacher, assistant principal, principal, and now you're supporting, you know, the whole district. Um, just what, what's been the biggest challenge going to uh, going to central office and working with K6? Maybe it's working with a new team and just so many different things. I mean, you've been a principal, so you know every day is different and you think your calendar is set and principals listening, you know your calendar is never set until the calendar item is off of your calendar or you've done it. But uh, what's been the biggest uh, aha moment or just surprise for you? Uh, I think just not, not really knowing, like you said earlier when we were talking, it, it depends on where you are to, to what the title means, right? So mine might say instructional facilitator, somebody might say instructional coach, just trying to wrap my head around what, what is it that I really should be doing? Um, and what is that gonna look like? And it's not gonna look the same in every building that I'm in or every classroom that I'm in. It's, it's different everywhere. And so it is a bigger picture like Tim says, um, and then the fact that there's just so many new people that I'm working with and um, forming relationships with all of them. And just, I, I think I have to remind myself daily that the number one thing I need to do is just listen mm -hmm. intentionally to what the teacher is saying to me or the principal or the assistant principal or the instructional technology integration mm -hmm. specialist, right? Um, it's, that's, that's it. I think if I answered your question. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's a lot of moving parts. I mean, a hundred percent. And uh, it's just that download of all the information to, uh, to see how you all put it on the table and then kind of digest it and then, and then form, form a plan to work together. Now, Becky, you, I feel like you come across my Twitter feed 
um, just all the time. I'm always seeing Becky, 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 uh, which is great. You know, I mean, no, Hey, I've been on Twitter for a long time and I have a extensive professional learning network. And, um, I think I follow like 43,000 people. So to be able to come across my feed means you're putting something on or the algorithm is working and I don't know, whatever, what would you say to other instructional coaches, coordinators of tech integration, whatever, you know, again, that kind of, you know, alphabet soup of our titles, what would you say are the benefits of you being a connected coordinator of tech integration, um, working at the central office? Obviously, you have a tight team there in York. I've spent time with y'all. I can, you can feel that energy and that mojo with, I think, with the entire district. Um, but what do you get and what advice could you give to other people that may, they may be the only person. I mean, I work with school districts where there's 400 kids K-12 and there's one person or, you know, one of the assistant principals at the middle school is also that person for the entire school. You know, it's just, it's, it's much smaller and they, they have people to learn from, but they're not right in front of them. I mean, in my opinion, they have to get connected Otherwise, where are they going to learn from? So what's your elevator pitch? Who do you learn from? What do you put out there? How do you find new coordinators of tech and instructional coaches? Just kind of take that and see where you go with yeah, it. So um, being new to this role and being a brand new role is kind of a unique opportunity in that I do have, you know, the job description, um, but a lot of flexibility um, to kind of grow into it and make it whatever the instruction department kind of sees it needs to look. Um, so there's no one that I'm being compared to, which is kind of nice. No one can say, well, this is how we've always done it because everything I'm doing is brand new. So I kind of take that to my advantage. Um, as you're aware, our district just went through a process of creating a strategic change agenda. And one of those goals really hits um, innovation and meeting students where they are, building capacity in our students. Um, it also touches on building the capacity of our leaders and our teachers as the designers of instruction. So I really use that as my guide, um, kind of on what, where I'm steering um, my team and working alongside Tim as well in that process. Um, and I think that has really helped me because I've always worked at the school level as a special education teacher. And then as an instructional coach in a building, moving to a system probably has been the biggest shift for me. Um, Cause it's just thinking through, okay, is this just for one building or is this something that will benefit all the buildings I serve? Um, how to navigate all those different pieces and just building off what April said, um, being new, this district is very close and very connected and being an outsider, I'm really having to use my time to build relationships, but also identify the cultures that exist within the buildings to know where my entry points are so I don't disrupt that system because anything that I'm trying to roll down the pipe that's not successful in that building um, that term comes up again later and it already has a bad taste in people's mouths. So I try to be very strategic, slow, even though I want to go fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it's exciting and fun. Um, but I think, you know, the, where I go for a lot of my resources, Catlin Tucker um, really has inspired me with the blended learning mm -hmm. and the focus on student ownership and being student centered and how to leverage technology for that. 
Um, and I believe that every student deserves that. Um, that's my why. Um, so I keep that in the forefront around the professional development that we push out, how we support our teachers and where those entry points are. Right now, it's just helping teachers identify that that's the route that we need to be going in. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I love that shout out to uh, Dr. Catlin Tucker. She's actually a friend of mine. Go follow Catlin at Catlin underscore Tucker. Uh, she's awesome. And just to piggyback on that close cohesiveness of your school district, I've already had two uh, York people on, on the show. Um, Latoya Dixon, one of your, she's not an assistant superintendent, but she's like a director at the district office level. She's amazing. Episode 82. Also the first and only, uh, hopefully not the last school resource officer from the York PD, Sergeant Pierre King on episode 84. And I would just add to, um, Go to Twitter, whatever your job title is, and we've talked about the kind of the alphabet soup, type in your job title into the Twitter search bar, and then just click on people, you know, type in coordinator of tech integration, you know, depending on where it is, you might need to do ed tech coordinator, and then just click on people and then just go follow 25 or 50 new people. If you've been in the job for 15 years, or if you're brand new, it doesn't matter. I think, you know, maybe even more so if you've been in your job for longer, um, just to make sure that you're bringing in new ideas and that you're not getting comfortable. Now, I'm curious, when I was a director, I had, I think, seven teachers on special assignment, I supervised 26 librarians. And a challenge for me was on a team because I didn't see people every day. As a principal, I saw my teachers every day. I could be in the classroom. We could talk, but y'all are out in the schools. How do you download information to each other? Like, how do you, you know, you can, the once a month meeting, maybe. Um, I mean, I, I know I had, we had our ways of kind of downloading throughout the day so people could listen and hear um, I'm just curious, what are some strategies? Because I've heard that as a challenge. Oh, well, we meet once a month and is this really kind of catching up or this and then? And we, it takes another hour, three hours to kind of get to what we do after we've caught up. Do y'all have like any great strategies or systems that work for you that you would want to share? Um, and then you could kind of advise other people. Anybody, I don't know what, who's thinking what, go ahead, take it. Tim, you look like you got your hand up. Go so for it. What do you I, got? I'll jump in first. So with our, with our technology side of the house, one of the places where we've, you know, we started the school year um, and have continued with a Friday, a standing Friday afternoon meeting. You know, in a lot of cases, our teachers are not going to have a, a, a coach in their classroom on a Friday afternoon. That's just typically not when a teacher is looking to try to learn something new or try something new. Um, and so we've been holding department meetings then, um, and half of them involve food. So we, we're sitting around eating as well, and we're just kind of brainstorming and tossing answers back and forth. Um, folks in our team were, you know, previous teachers, two of them straight out of the classroom, and one was an instructional coach uh, previously. And so they're, um, one of their strengths is collaboration. And so they really have kind of craved getting back together. It's almost as if um, it's Thanksgiving once a week where, because everybody's getting together, you got four different conversations going on all the time. Everybody's kind of catching back up on things and asking each other questions. And how did you handle this? Um, and then I, I think I'd also say, you know, we've, because we're, we have the technology piece in our, in our name, we um, we video call each other. We'll you know, we have a very long ongoing text thread, um, emails with each other. Those lots of just lots of ways that we're just working to continue to keep each other in the loop. 
And I think yeah, the I frequency that. is else? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Frequency go is important in. because we're all so new. Yep. Like our instruction department went triple the size yes. in a year. Yep. So for sure. For yeah. sure. And and everybody's encountering something different. Um, and so we again trying to um, look at that whole picture, which is something we've talked about from the very beginning with with our team. We all want to make sure that we're all on the same page. And so they encounter some issue or learn some new idea and they want to come back and share it with the rest of our team. So um, so either we get answers or we share ideas that way has been working out really well for us. Yeah, 100 percent. I would add too. we used to use um, the app called Voxer, V-O-X-E-R, which is absolutely amazing. Think about it as like group text, but you can do audio and I would have different groups and it wasn't it wasn't set up for me to check on. The people that I was supervising, it was, you know, April would go to a school like, oh, hey, what's up? I just left so-and-so school, worked with these people. This is what I talked about, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, cool. That just downloaded in my head. So then the next time I'm somewhere else, I'm like, oh, you know what? Last week, April downloaded that little bit of information. Um, and maybe I can use that as a way to connect whatever, whatever. And I would say whatever Achilles heel you have, every problem has a solution. If you're having, if you don't have time on the Friday afternoons, like, 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 like you all do come up with a plan. How does it work together? Um, Cause you, that communication piece is so important. Uh, side note, I just texted Catlin. I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm interviewing three instructional coaches right now, South Carolina. They name dropped you as somebody amazing. And she wrote back heart. Ah, oh, that's wonderful to hear that. Okay. I'm going to go a little bit deeper on this. I've never met Catlin in person. Oh, you haven't? I have. Yeah. I have. Okay. Yeah. Becky. Okay, great. So it's April. The point of it is, the point of it is, Catlin lives like an hour from me in California. All right. I mean, we talked on the phone, we've Zoomed, we text. I've never met her in person. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, I don't want to get on Twitter. I don't want to get on Facebook. I don't want to connect. I don't want to build my PLN. I'm just going to say that you are wrong. If you decide to be on educator island in 2021 almost 2022 it is up to you and you are missing out in a major way so shout out Catlin, thanks for being amazing um and all that you do okay a big achilles heel for me when i was at central office was the the work and the liaise the liaise li liaison work with the it department okay as a principal, I struggled with the IT department. It was the curriculum side of the house, you know, the people that had been teachers. And then it was like the people that did the wires and the servers and the network. And it was always a really challenge for me to be like, yo, this is what we need and why we need it because it's good for teachers and good for kids. And then the response would be like, well, we can't do that because blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying anybody's IT department is like that. This was some of my experience. How do you all work in conjunction with that very important part of your school district? What's worked, Tim, you've been doing this the longest of the three of you. Um, you know, April, as a principal, you had to do that on some different level. What, what advice, what strategies? You know, I used to try to invite them to my school, like, hey, let me show you how I'm going to use that. They wouldn't always come. They just, they had like that big old, like red no, gong, and they would just like click that, click the no button and that was it. <laughs> um, but that can't be, that can't be what we do because we have to say, not like this, like this, because um, this is what I want to do. Please let's work together, figure out a way. Uh, 
what ideas, what's worked? Um, Tim, if you want to kick it off, I know April, um, maybe your experience as a principal, you know, could add to it. Go for it. So, I mean, first off, you know, you, we've mentioned a couple of times communication. You got to you, you gotta continue to reach out to them, show them what you're doing and, and why it is that you need this particular thing. I think we were blessed here in the district in that um, our technology director, um, he is, feels pretty strongly that his role is to um, help make things happen for teachers but he also has a job to do with some requirements that he has to follow. And, and so, you know, things like keeping data secure and safe within the district and um, addressing student behavior, helping to be able to address student behavior, um, keeping kids safe when they're online. And so there, there are certainly some parameters there. Um, I know technology departments in general, whether you're talking education, whether you're talking business or whatever, um, loves standards and every machine being set up exactly the same to only do exactly the tool or the steps that that person using it needs to do and nothing more so that they don't break stuff or you know cause more tickets to occur and those sorts of things um, but that doesn't work in education you know they, there needs to be a, a little bit more flexibility and options and um, you know uh, when it comes to like hardware that we need you know we, we've just completed putting um, uh, touch panels, uh, displays in the majority of our classrooms uh, across our district. We've got one school left to address. And, and, you know, that was a need that we had that we helped him identify and then made use of some funds over the last few years to make happen. So um, helping to demonstrate that need, um, having a open flow of conversation and not always going to him when you have a problem, showing him the things that are working um, to, to help give him a reason to continue help, uh, working with you. Yeah relationships 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 communication 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 it's it's uh it's easier said than done sometimes um <laughs> april do you have um anything to add just from that from that principal lens uh i think you described it very well <laughs> from the principal standpoint it is about curriculum and then there is this other world of technology that i didn't necessarily understand um, but it, you, you have to find the time to have conversation with the tech people to get the knowledge of what needs to be done in the building for something to be able to happen. Um, when it comes to the teacher side of they want this new techie thing, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's all about listening, telling me your why behind it. Um, and I think when we start to make those um, decisions. We need to ensure that the decision that we make is always for the benefit of the child. Um, no matter what my decision is, that's my number one priority um, in this whole thing. And then I don't want to squelch a teacher's desire to try something new and innovative in their classroom. And I have the mindset of let's try it. And my term is fell forward, right? Let's just be willing to fail forward. And if, if it works, great. Now let's shout it out and let's get other people on board. If it didn't work, then fine. Let's step back and figure out what we can do to change and make it better moving forward. Um, and, you know, sometimes it might be because there were too many people on that Wi-Fi hotspot at one time. Um, and that's why it didn't work or something, you know, like let's turn cell phones off and only use computers. It's just a bunch of stuff and you just got to be willing to have those conversations. 
I do that in my house. Okay, kids, for the next hour, no Wi-Fi. Dad's doing something. I'm presenting <laughs> to a thousand teachers virtually. We gotta, we gotta focus. Becky, what do teachers need right now? Well, teachers will tell you they need time. And I think to an extent they do need that. Um, I think folks that are in district level or leadership roles, whenever you're thinking about professional development or getting um, new ideas in the hands of teachers, we fall back on traditional practices of just being a sage on the stage ourselves and just giving them information, talking at them and then dismissing. Um, we are really trying to change how that looks here in York and giving teachers smaller amount of information, but the more chunk of that time is them practicing with the tool while they're with us. Um, so time to process, make meaning and connect the new idea or tool to their practice. That's what yeah. I think teachers need now. Yeah. April, what do principals need right now? <laughs> um wow adam that's a great question i can think of multiple words to go in there um they need support they need to be reminded that um we're, it is still hard and it, it it putting everybody back in the building this year and everything that comes with that. And we've had these conversations here about how, you know, these kids haven't been in the building for over a year, right? And if you look at your transition years, some of them have missed that transition year. And here they are at the end of middle school and they never really experienced it, right? Um, and I don't know, grace, support, um, you know, pat on the back, you really are doing a great job. Um, maybe me stepping in and helping out where I can help out, you know, if, if I'm in the building and I see that um, they're all on duty at lunch, maybe I cover that lunch. And, and how about you go take a bathroom break or eat lunch? Because I know you've been running around since the doors open this morning. You know, just, I don't know, help. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to help you. I'm going to step in one of the, what do we say? Um, if we see where we can help step in and help and don't wait for somebody to ask for it, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. not just for a teacher or a student. That's also for our principals as well. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Tim, what do central office leaders need right now? I think we need to remember um, to be patient. Um, I think that um, we need to remember to be supportive um, I think that as we are working to help make sure that everything is getting done, um, and, and there's the added component, of course, with, um, you know, with all of the financial resources that districts have gotten recently around ESSER funds, there's the added side of making sure that you're spending it and you're implementing it and you're accounting for it and all of those things. Um, but that then is moving on to a school that is already pretty well burdened by everything that's been going on with schools. Um, and as helpful as some of that may seem, um, there's an impact with it as well that we just got to remember is there. So we got to remember, um, we got to remember to be patient, be supportive where we can, um, and, and be willing to, you know, at times, sometimes just go help 
pitch in at a school and, and stand there at lunch duty for a little while. Uh, it gets us connected back to the students that we're serving, um, back to the staff that we're working with, that we're needing in our buildings every day to keep our schools running. So. Yeah, I love that. As a former central office administrator, I would say yes to all of that. <laughs> Schools would love to see those central office people just helping out with bus drop off or pick up in the afternoon or just just lending a hand. And I would also add to just give remember that when you want it a central office is not the priority of the school and they might have 17 other things in front of what you need what you need is important but just remember that at 3 30 at noon i used to have a supervisor that would call me at noon and i'd be like dude i'm doing lunch duty man like you can't call me like that just showed me that they hadn't worked at a school in a long time and i get it and the farther you're away from the classroom and then at the school you just you forget um, you forget what it's like. So the best way to remind yourself is to go spend time at schools and supporting. The last thing I want to know is I want to know about York One. Go around, Tim, let's start with you. Yeah. What is, give me a sentence, a short sentence, a medium, a long, a long sentence. What is the best thing about York One School District and why do you love that school district? Go. I, I love our size. I love our community. I love the fact that I can, um, you know, walk down the hallways of our schools and I can um, know, you know, at this point, I know most every teacher and most every one of our schools. Um, I love walking down the hallways of our um, intermediate school, our fifth, sixth grade building or our middle school and kids will come up to me um, and remember when I had worked with their teacher when they were in elementary school um, and, and, and they'll, you know, comment on that. I love going to a restaurant at the time where we used to be able to really go to restaurants um, and have students that would, you know, remember you from times that you had worked with their teacher to help them how to uh, learn how to do something technology-wise. I, I love, I love that feeling of 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 being. You know, we use the phrase "connected as one," and I feel like we're connected to a lot of our folks here in the district. Yeah, that's a strong community for sure. April, what do you love about York One? I have to agree with everything Tim said. Um, it truly is connected as one. Like, I I love the family atmosphere. Of course, I'm housed in a building, so I can get out and about um, all day long. And it it really is a family atmosphere, which is what I crave anyway. I've always said it from the first time I entered education. Like, it, it should be that. We should be a family. We should help each other out. And that's exactly what I see in York One. There's, you put an email out and you say, hey, I need coverage for this class. And it's picked up like that. You know, it's everybody helping everywhere because we are one and it takes all of us to make it happen. It's just, I, I don't even know if I could fully describe the atmosphere for you here. It's just completely different <laughs> than anywhere I've ever worked before. Um, it's fun. Um, it 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 fills me daily, if if that's what I need to say. Like, I get my bucket filled constantly here, whatever it might be, a pat on the back or a shout out in a newsletter or a come in my classroom or a kid saying, seeing me in the hallway and saying, are you coming back to my room today? It's those little things that just I, you don't necessarily get it everywhere you go. 
this is like a little commercial for hiring for uh, for York One. Kelly, uh, you're welcome. Becky, after that, do you have anything to add about what makes yeah, York One so amazing? very hard to follow. I would have to agree <laughs> with everything they said. Um, I've worked in two other districts and both were much larger. Um, and I think a smaller district helps you stay more connected. Um, the things that are flowing down the pipe to the schools, I feel is connected and not feel like we're yanking teachers from one program to the next just because it's so small and so many people wear a lot of hats that decisions are not just made it's a very well thought out system and the way it's organized and I would just like to add the team that I work with Um, I've worked with great teams and not so great teams and I think the key to a happy (laughs) working relationship is is working with a great team and we have a really amazing team with a, everybody brings something to the table um, we wrestle with ideas we challenge each other's thoughts um, it's pretty amazing well if you live in the york south carolina area um, i think like what 30 45 minutes from charlotte uh, north carolina not, not too far and you're yeah. looking for a job i can tell you firsthand the amazing mojo in york one, I did the, I did y'all's uh, keynote kickoff convocation last year. You had a marching band, you had color guard. I was like, I don't know why you need me. Cause it was, that place was rocking. <laughs> it was, it was definitely that team community um, in so many ways and so much energy. Tim, April, Becky, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for talking. I, I need to get Kelly on your, uh, your principal, uh, your superintendent. Cause I've had so many people <laughs> from the school district already on and uh, maybe I'll be back someday, but uh, everybody listening. Thanks for all you do. And I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day.